0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of Boss Bible Study. It's your boy, Austin, Daryl, and Brandon. And today we're talking about servitude, the fourth principle of what it means to be a boss, reflecting Christ-like leadership. And I'm excited about today, y'all. Before we get started, Daryl, you want to open us in prayer?
1: Absolutely. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Um, Dear God, uh, we just come to you, Father, and just say thank you. Uh, Father, although it'll be um, our voices people will hear today, but it's your word uh, that we have come to hear, Father. It's your word that has power, Father. Uh, we just thank you for the ultimate king, uh, Jesus, um, who came yes. to be a servant. Uh, show us what it means and how to serve. Um, allow us to be humble enough uh, to realize that we are called to serve others. Allow our hearts um, to be to be open to your word. Um, Allow your word to show us what it means Um, and and, and allow your word to to show us how to live and live the life that you called for us to live. Um, And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen, amen, amen. For those of you that have your Bibles, we'll be reading from John chapter 13. I do have the New King James Version, and I'll be reading from verses 12 through 17. And my Bible reads, So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are if you do them. Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm really excited about this passage, y'all. You know, I think this is might be the first time um, us doing boss Bible study that we're speaking from the gospel. The first episode we're launching that is going to be from the gospel the account of our lord and savior jesus christ and whenever i read the i read the bible with with reverence right but whenever i'm reading i see those red those red the red text of jesus speaking it just does something mm-hmm. to me even more like i'm like what? like yo i can't even i can't even explain it so here we have jesus washing the feet of the disciples and just to set the picture here um the chapter opens up it says now before the feast of the passover when jesus knew that his hour had come that he should depart from this world to the father so this is this is coming to the end of jesus's earthly ministry and he said in the text he said i set an example for you and up to his final hour jesus was setting an example for those who were following him and It says that he loved them to the end. And demonstrating his love, he didn't just say, I love you. He didn't just say, I'm praying for you. It says that he girded himself and he washed their feet. And we're going to go into the text here, going back to verse 12. Says So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, you know, I am. So you do well. So I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also to wash. you also ought to wash one another's feet. And I think it's important to highlight Jesus is the rabbi. He is the teacher. He is the Lord. And when we talk about being a boss, when we talk about being a leader, and we're talking about the principle of servanthood, it's important to understand Jesus had full knowledge of his title, full knowledge of his authority, full knowledge of who he was as Lord and Savior. And he humbled himself, girded himself up. And when it talks about, I was looking at verse 16, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, When we look at serve, when he girded himself up, like he really took the position, not only a servant, but a slave. Mm -hmm. If this is our Lord and Savior, and he's demonstrating his love to his followers by serving them, not just serving them, though, but in the position as a slave, doing a task that a slave would normally do. He set an the example, and how are we living out that example today in the body of Christ, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? I just wanted to pose that question to y'all. We can
1: just go from there.
2: there yeah, go ahead. Take it,
1: man. You want me, want, me to, want me to start? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, and, and similar to Austin, uh, I'm definitely very excited about this text as well. Um, as I've been kind of just reading and studying, um, all this week, um, there was just, there's really, there's a lot here. Uh, and and one of the first things I guess, um, I just kind of wanted to say before I, before I answered your, answered your question, Austin, um, is I, I wanted to just, there's, there's one word that really stands out to me and that is in the beginning of verse 14 and it says. And the one word is just if, and in verse 14, it says, if I, then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet and also ought to, and you also ought to wash one another's feet. And that key word there being if, right? If Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior, then this is what we're supposed to do. And, and Austin, you just, you, you just kind of said it there, you know, he he took the the role of a of a slave, um, and and if we don't really know right back in this time that the feet washing right that was for the that was for the the lowest persons you know um, whether it be your servant or the lowest persons in the house that was their job right and so you know for for Jesus to to take this role right I mean that right there. Just goes to show what we what we realize, what we think um, you know, what the world teaches us, right? You know, the greatest is the person who's being served, right? That's what that's what society tells us, that's what the world tells us, right? If I'm rich and I have lots of money and I have service that work for me, I'm the greatest, right? Y'all work for me, right? But I mean, Jesus just flipped this thing on his head. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine being the disciples? I mean, Peter was like. Wash my feet like nah. Like you know what I'm saying? I mean, like that, that right there. I mean, that right there is crazy. And I mean, but literally going back to verse fourteen, if Jesus is your savior, your Lord and Savior, right? Then we are supposed to go and do the same thing. Right. And so I know for me, and I've shared my testimony a thousand times. Um, and and one of the things that and just in, in just reading this, I just started thinking about where I used to be and the things I used to do. I, I I was doing those things so that people would look at me and say, I was great, right? I was I was gambling, trying to make lots of money. I was selling weed, uh, trying to make lots of money so that my friends and people I didn't even know, right, would look at me and say, "Darrell, he's the greatest, you know, he has so much, right? But I wasn't I wasn't serving. I wasn't helping anybody. I didn't care for anybody but myself. Right. What could you do for me? You know? Um, and so, I mean, that right there, uh, you know, it, it, it is just, it's just is just real key. It's, it's just is just key to me. Um, and so that's that's what I got right there for that part. But I mean, <laughs> that word right there. And I think, you know, um, you know, if you have your Bibles out, guys, I would definitely underline that word or circle it right there. if. Uh, if I Lord, or if I then your Lord and teacher, if. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did uh, (laughs) this. I didn't plan this, man. This passage is tearing me up. (laughs) He says, do you understand what I have done to you? Like, do you... do we really understand what Jesus has done for us? Jesus is the only God, the only one existing who's willing to serve in in his greatness, He's willing to humble himself and serve rather than be served. All right? I don't care what other thing you go to in this world that has prestige power and and and, and you name it and it's looking for you to give something to it <laughs> jesus was the when, when when before someone would even ask he was the first to volunteer to do it you know and and so I think about that in my life. I think about that to that question, you know, am I the first to volunteer when, when there's a difficult task, when there's a task that, that is looked down upon that nobody else wants to do, you know? Uh, And so a a real simple case in point is right in my household with my wife, right? Um, I aim to make my household to have a competition of, of, who can outdo one another in serving one another? Mm. You know, how can we outdo one another? You know, I, I want the conversations to shift from, oh, I, I did the dishes last night. You need to do it this night. I did this for the dog this night. You need to do this. You know, I did this. You need, right? A give and take versus a, I'm just going to outdo you. Before yeah. you even ask, I'm going to do it. And I'm not looking for a reward, I'm not looking for a return on investment because i'm invested in you right that is what humility really is about it's you know the word it points towards a a groundedness towards the ground low lowly and you you have let go of yourself let go of your ego let go of your even your ambitions that that Look, the world's not receiving that. The world's not receiving that. To, to, to be ambitious is the definition of, of to be a boss in this world. You gotta have self ambition. You, you gotta be a go-getter and, and et cetera. And while there are certain disciplines in that that are necessary to uh, uh, um, live to your full potential in Christ, namely discipline and uh, a good work ethic and so forth, there has to be a letting go of self-seeking ambition, right? It, Jesus wasn't doing this for a show. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's interesting because in some churches, people uh, in, in leadership will even do this. And it's questionable. I'll say that. It's at the very least questionable. Are they doing it with a pure heart? Mm -hmm. Or are they doing it for the show to look like what Jesus did? In in this time, nobody was looking at Jesus like this. Like they were looking at him like, what are you doing? Like this is what slaves do. In that time, they would even, Jews wouldn't even hire Jews out to do it. They would hire Gentiles to wash the feet. You know, it was a lowly task. And, and it might look weird in our time, right? Because we don't, you don't walk up in somebody's house and like, hey, <laughs> where's the washing bowl? <laughs> you know, but in that time they were walking in the sandals and you name it and, and the dirt was all in the streets and so was the sewage. And so it was actually very necessary, very sanitary to if one of the uh, first things you do when you come into a house is, you, you know, you wash up a little bit and you usually look to the slave who was usually a youth Someone in their youth, somebody who you would look right past. Are we willing to do those tasks that that <laughs> that 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 we're not going to be honored for? Right. So um, yeah, yeah. That's that's some of my thoughts on that.
0: As you were, as you first stated that question, bro. Do you know what I have done to you? It's just like, you know, sometimes we read into text. it's like, how, we, how could they have missed it? How could they have been walking with Jesus this entire time and not from the beginning, know he was the son of God? What he's telling them plainly about his death, how did they not get it? How did they not know that they're speaking to the resurrected Christ when he's right in front of them? And so many times today, Us as Christians, sometimes we got to be reminded, do you know what I have done to you? Do you know what I've done for you? And sometimes we just get so busy, whether we're on our phones, whether we got a to-do list, a schedule, just different tasks that we're missing it right in the moment. Do you know what I have done to you? They missed it. And how many times are people just doing kind gestures? Sometimes someone just holds the door for you or someone that, you know, whatever it could be, we miss it. Do, we, do you know what I have done to you? And it's sobering that even the disciples walking with Christ they couldn't really see the full picture until after he died, rose again, and they received the Holy spirit. And I believe it's a, it's a, it's a back and forth, right? Cause we have the, the spirit dwells in us, but sometimes it's easiest to view things from a flesh, from the flesh, from a human perspective, rather than through the spirit. And I truly believe when you can hold on to this example of humility that Christ demonstrates, we will be that much more appreciative when we experience good works, good acts, just love and service from others. And we'll be more likely to serve one another as well. Absolutely. And, And
1: if I could just chime in real quick. And um, you guys both made some some really good some really great points, and I think it's it's it's, it's really interesting that um, if we kind of just peek over at peek over in Luke, right, and um, we look at Luke twenty two, um, starting at verse twenty four, right. It says, "Now there was also a dispute among them." As to which, as to which of them could be considered the greatest, and so the disciples are arguing <laughs> amongst themselves about who's going to be the greatest in the in, in the in the kingdom, right? And no one even thought. <laughs> no, no one even no one even thought. And again, these, these they're walking with Christ, right? But none of them even thought to to do this. For one another, right? And so I guess it kind of makes me, you know, um, look into, you know, life right now, right? How many times are we arguing or worried about things that don't matter rather than helping somebody out or, or, or serving somebody else, right? I mean, it's like we're, we're too busy worried about things that do not matter opposed to. You know, we might we might walk by someone that needs help every day, not say anything to them. Like you said, something something as small as not even smile at them, right? And I mean and I listen, I, I think I if I'm if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm guilty of that as well, right? And so I mean someone listening right now, um, I would I, I really just, and I guess I'm just going to throw a question out to you guys, but to to somebody listening right now, you know, what is it that we are so worried about that we forget to serve others? Is it that we're we're too worried about ourselves? Is it that we're too worried about things that only matter to us? What is it?
0: I think Brandon mentioned it a bit, the self-seeking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you touched on it too, Dar, a little bit. Both of y'all did. How we have an idea of what a leader should look like, what a master should look like. The Jews had to understand what the rabbi should be doing. And Jesus sets a new, he sets a new example. He sets a new standard. He goes opposite the way the world views things, how things should operate. And, you know, your question on why is it so hard? I feel like we're looking at the wrong example. We see the wrong examples. We see leaders, we see bosses, we see whatever it is. And we talked about this images. We're following all these images, but look at the image of Christ and the example he sets. And I love how he says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. There's a lot of people that know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) know how to serve. They know the example of Christ. But I think there's a there's a reason why it says that Christ said, blessed are you if you do them. There's there's something right there. There's there's something in the human nature why it's difficult. We know what we should do, but we have trouble actually doing it. And that's that's where the blessing comes that we can overcome that objection. And with everything going on too, we could talk about this as well. Um, Just where our country is, just where the body of Christ is right now with everything that's happened in politics, et cetera, um, I might have mentioned to you guys before. Um, I think there's a there's a new term, uh, but Christians, not not double T, one T, B U T, but comma Christians, and I've noticed a lot of people they'll hear something, they'll hear something that is from the Word of God, they'll hear whatever it is, X, Y, Z, something that's combating, conflicting from where they're sitting at right now, their posture right now, whether it's political affiliation, whatever it may be, there's always a but. And as I'm reading verse 17, it says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I believe one of the issues why it's so difficult for us Christians to do the things we know because there's always a but. Mm -hmm. I know these things, but it's not convenient for me. I know these things, but that person doesn't deserve it. I know these things, but X, Y, Z. Blessed are you if you do them. What are your thoughts, B? I mean, you
2: opened up a a uh, bag of chips there. <laughs> you can't just eat one. <laughs> um, yeah, man. The spirit Jesus says that to the disciples or the disciples, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And uh they all said they would wouldn't betray him. They all said they would remain and stick with him, stick it out, you know, and they had seen the miracles. They saw the mountains move before their eyes. And this is exactly why he write this passage. Um, if you compare the other gospel pictures that present Jesus, um, the portrayal of Jesus, um, this passage is actually sandwiched right in between the disciples having multiple debates about who's going to get the first position in the kingdom to come, right? Who's going to advance in rank? Who's going to really be in leadership? Who's going to have authority over someone else? And let's be honest, in our hearts, in our flesh, right? There is that temptation, and many have given into it. I myself have have uh, been overtaken by it time and again, to self seeking, to aim for. You're aiming for recognition. You're aiming for your own pride, your own. honor, you know, you're wanting people to pat you on the back. You want people to recognize you. And dare I say some, some of these things, I, they, they feel so, so right. Like, right. Like it's like, well, I deserve recognition for, if I do this, I deserve a pat on the back or at least somebody to say thank you, et cetera. The reality is when you die in Christ, you don't deserve any of that. You've lost all your rights when you go to the cross On the cross, you have no rights. That's what Christians need to understand if we're really going to be about our father's business. Jesus said, follow me. And if we're following him all the way through, we can't just talk about the resurrection. We got to go through the crucifixion. We have to die. We don't want to die. We don't want to die. And they say and they shout, the enemy shouting to us constantly come down from there, come down from that cross, right? Just like they shouted to Jesus, Jesus refused, but do we, right? Do we refuse? And, and that's really the problem, right? That's where we're constantly giving into, whether it's the the, um, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. So I'm, I'm just going to give into my weaknesses, you know, and I have an excuse. I'm, I'm weak here, Lord. You, I know you understand. And we, we make those cop-outs. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Paul himself recognizes this weakness in Romans 7. He says, I, I do the things that I do not want. Wretched man that I am. You know, he, he realizes it. He's he's like, I I thought I was fulfilling the law up until it said, Thou shalt not covet. And I realized I I, I covet so much. <laughs> The human heart is wicked and deceptive. Above all things, Jeremiah the prophet says, who can know it except God? He will transform it. And that's what the work of the gospel is, but it's not without fellowship. It's not without surrender. It's not without self-denial. Right? And so that work, Paul realized when he, in Romans 7, talks about that inability to do what God's calling us to do. We have to face that truth. You have to admit your weakness. You have to see your utter inability to wash other's feet on a consistent basis. Not uh, not just like a one-time thing. Yeah, I did something good. And like you pat yourself on the back and <laughs> you move on. Like, no, no, consistent, consistent every single day. That is your pattern, you know? When people think about you, do they see someone who's on their toes to serve? or on their heels?
0: Ooh, my gosh.
2: <clears throat> bro, say it again, bro. Come on. Are you on your toes to serve, or are you on your heels? What do other people recognize? Let's be honest. My life, most, majority of my life, it's like, yeah, Brandon's on his toes for himself. And he's on his heels when it comes to being for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and <laughs> Man, so so, look at Paul where he's, people get stuck in Romans 7. And I didn't mean this to be, we didn't mean this to be a Bible study about Romans 7, but it's important in this context. People get stuck there because they're like, yeah, man, like I feel you, Paul. Like I'm there with you. I, I keep doing this stuff and I know God don't want me to do it. But you have to realize the solution is sandwiched. He sandwiched it. In Romans 6 and Romans 8, Romans 6, he says, we are crucified with Christ. We're buried in, in baptism and, and therefore no longer give your body as an instrument to uh, the, the the sinful nature, but as weapons of righteousness. Allow yourself to be used by God. And then Romans 8, he says that thanks be to God. Thanks be to God because why? He's given us the Holy Spirit. And it's by the Spirit of God. Fellowship with the Spirit of God, that we will put to death the deeds of the flesh that are at enmity with the works of God. It's impossible for the flesh to obey God, that's the reality. And so that's what we're wrestling to the cross, to stick to the cross. Uh, so so yeah, that's a, a long-winded answer. <laughs>
0: that's good, bro. And um, I just wanted to highlight too, really quick, that I love verse three. I love verse three, chapter 13. It says, Jesus, knowing that the father had given him all things into his hands Mm -hmm. and that he had come from God and was going to God. It's after full knowledge of who he is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Then he humbles himself. (laughs) He said he rose from supper and laid aside his garments. It's like he had full understanding of his divinity, who he was, his time has come to depart them. He took his garment; It's like he took, his, he took all that off and set it aside and humbled himself. How many times we feel like we're too good to do things, right? We, we, we mm-hmm. carry that with us. It's like a badge of honor. My occupation. Um, we just can't wait to say what we do for a living. <laughs> we, can't, we can't wait to brag about some accomplishment and Jesus having full knowledge of who he is where he was going only one person could say this an eternity he is the son of god and it says that he laid aside his garments took a towel and girded himself and he went to work <laughs> It's like like it's like oh like now, now it's time to relax like full knowledge of himself I'm going to the Father and everything like it's my last supper like I'm about to just chill. He could have told them wash my feet as the woman did a few chapters prior, but he washed theirs to set an example. And one thing I think we should highlight as well that amongst those whose feet he was washing, was Judas. Mm -hmm. The person he knew who was going to betray him, if we're talking about sinful people, we're talking about Judas and Jesus washed his feet. What is that saying to us today when we pick and choose who we want to serve? The Bible says even to love your enemies, those who are against you. And it's just like, I don't want to spend too much time on just like the politics and everything, but it really grieves my spirit, bro, when I see people at odds with each other on things that have nothing to do with Christ. People have these allegiances that aren't found in the cross. And whatever disagreement you have, it can't be a larger disagreement than <laughs> Jesus, the Son of God, and one who was basically responsible for him getting crucified. Jesus washed his feet. He still served him, having full knowledge of who he was and what was in his heart, Judas's heart to do to him. And I think that's that's a real question we have to ask ourselves. Like, who do we have anything against? Who has different ideals than I do? How am I going to serve that person anyway? Because Jesus set the example. Blessed are those who do it.
1: That's, um, I mean, bro, that that's heavy right there. That's, I mean, that's heavy. And, uh, whew, um, and, and without spending, um, you know, too much too much time on that on the political um, the political side, right? But, I mean, we have two sides here, right? Um, you know, we have our, our, our your Trump supporters, right? You have your Biden people. And it's like, we, we want to just, you know, one side isn't like the other, the other side isn't like the other. And they express that to one another. Um, whether, you know, it be by saying harsh things or, or or whatever, right? We know that it gets it gets out of hand, Um but again, you just brought up a great point, right? Jesus, knowing that Judas was going to betray him, he still washed his feet. I mean, bro, that right there is, I mean, that right there is heavy. Um, someone who might be, who, who's watching this right now, there's somebody that did you dirty, right? You know, you might've got, you um, Passed over for that promotion that you you were working really hard to get, or you know um, someone told you that they were going to do something for you and they they let you down. Um, whew, I know me, man. I I used to hold, one thing I could do was hold a grudge. You know, you you, you do me dirty, um, I'm gonna be the first one to you know get get you back, right? Um, But I mean, there, there, there's something about that. I mean, literally, um, we're, we're in a, we're in a world right now where it's like (laughs) someone wants to, to be over top of the other person, right? Someone has to be right one side or the other. One of you guys, someone, someone wants to, wants to be right, but no one wants to take that back seat. And maybe even just have a conversation with the other side, right? You know, it it, it never says that we can't disagree with one another, right? But we can disagree with one another and still still love each other, right? I mean, Austin, you're in you're in Dallas, and uh, you know we're up here in in the Philly area, right? I'm a diehard Eagles fan, and you know you guys down there are diehard Cowboys fans, and um, you know growing up, I was always told to hate, hate the Cowboys, right? I don't even know why. (laughs) Because someone told me, someone told me to hate the Cowboys. So I grew up hating the Cowboys, right? I would see a Cowboys fan. I'd be like, bro, what are you doing? Like you're, you're in Philadelphia, but you're a Cowboys fan. I hate you, right? I don't know anything about you, but I hate you, right? You know, we look at Bloods and Crips, right? (laughs) One person's of blood and they hate the Crips. They don't even know why they hate each other, right? But they just do. And so if we begin to take a step back, right, we begin to put ourselves in that servant position. I mean, you want to look at what it means to, to truly love someone and, and and be humble. I mean, this passage right here, if, if someone wanted to know what the heart of Jesus Christ looked like? I mean, this right here, this is it. Serving Judas, right? Still washing his feet, knowing that he was going to betray him. I mean, bro, that that's that's heavy. And so, again, although there's a lot going on in you know the world we live in right now, and you know people want to be on one side or the other, it's either you stand with the world. Or we stand with Jesus Christ.
2: That's
1: the, that's the debate. That's it right there. I don't care who, I don't care who may be in charge, right? I don't care who uh, you know who who quote unquote is the greatest um, in the in the White House, right? Jesus is still king. He is the ultimate example, he is the one we follow. I mean, bro. That I mean that it, it, that that's heavy, man. It, it, it's, it's truly, truly heavy. Um, who yeah, you serving?
0: And Brand definitely want to hear from you, bro. But I really, truly think there's a reason that there's, verse three is there before the washing of the feet, and I really think it comes down for the Christian. It's knowing. It comes to knowing knowing that the father had given him all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. I think the power is, is, in knowing, truly knowing your identity in Christ, knowing who Christ is, knowing where you're going, knowing that all things that belong to Christ, God has given to us through Christ. And it's, and knowing who you are, and having security in that, you are now available to serve. Because so many times, as you said, like people wanna, people wanna be on top of one another. Somebody wants to be right. And it's like, oh, I, I can't do that. I don't wanna look like a sucker. I don't wanna do that. They, they gonna, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're worried about how people are gonna portray us Rather than just doing, just doing and following the example that our Lord has set for us. So I do. I definitely think it's power. It's it's a part to be humility. That to be humble, to practice humility truly, as Christ did, it comes down to our identity. You need to know who you are. You can't be so focused on trying to portray an image of being a true Republican, being a true Democrat, being whatever XYZ is going to be, because as you said, if you're an Eagles fan, they tell you you need to hate the Cowboys fan. If you're a Democrat, they're telling you need to hate the Republicans and vice versa. I remember I took a class in college. It was saying how the political system and a lot of American system is really just that's why the Super Bowl is like one of the largest events in America because it's them versus the other guys. It's us versus them. It's the two best and it's us versus them. And that's and people that's that's just kind of how I think that's human nature. It's always us versus them. But when you truly find your identity in Christ and you see his example It's kind of, you can step outside of that, Darren. You talked about that too. Sometimes you need to step back and it's like you look at, you're able to look at it from a distance. Like, I don't want to be a part of that.
2: It changes from us versus them to us for them, even if they're against us. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just moving into that verse, you said, verse three, Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper and he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. That's like he laid, he laid aside the, the three piece suit <laughs> yeah. and he put on the janitor's outfit. Bro, and man. he got busy with the toilets. Mm. And those toilets were us.
0: Bro, bro. Wow.
2: Right. And so this is crazy because knowing his position, he's able to move in his position to look beyond his position and still maintain his power and authority. Right. You have to be able to step aside from whatever position you have or whatever position you're seeking to walk in true power and authority where you already know who you are. You already know what you have. And so positionally, it doesn't matter if you're above or beneath people. Your aim is to seek to build others up. That's the aim of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the aim. The kingdom of God is, is not a matter of, of debate. It's not a matter of quarreling. It, it's 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 a it is a matter of peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy spirit. Right. And for, and we're aim, our aim is for mutual upbuilding. Check it. Jesus said, right. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. That word just as appears again in verse 34, when Jesus says, little children, Remind you, he's calling them for one of for among the first times little children, right? It's again reminding us of our true position before God. That's not something to be despised. No, that's something of, of the most value. Blessed are the children before God. To them belong the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. Right. And so we have to remind ourselves who we are as children of God. Like, right, we we people say that I'm a child of God. But you, 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 you're not acting with like a child, <laughs> you know. And here he says, "Little children, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you." Right? He said, "I want you to do do what I what I have done is just as an it's an example, just as I have done to you, do it to one another." And now he's saying, "Love one another, just as I have loved." you 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 also are to love one another if you're if you truly care about the mission of Christ to seek to save the lost to bear witness to the truth of Jesus Christ who gives and brings salvation to the human soul right if that's your aim to 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 have people in a relationship with Jesus Christ then you need to love in a way that is like Jesus Christ in the example that he's left. Because he says right here, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. By what? How you're really loving one another. And he just gave the example of what love is about. You're seeking to serve, right? By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if... It's a conditional, another if. It's a conditional, meaning it's not promised. You have to live it out. If you have love for one another, this is how the world will know. This is how people will know that you are my disciples, that you really follow me. You know? So how often do we seek to be served by others rather than serve them? Right? (laughs) We all, you know, Austin mentioned this earlier, we ought not to think ourselves too good or too great for the lowliest of tasks. You know, I found myself oftentimes uh, um, encouraged by the spirit of God in different positions, whether in school, in work, um, in church, where nobody else is volunteering. And I'm, you know what, let me volunteer. Nobody wants to pick up the chairs, I'll do it. And nobody wants to do this, I'll do it. Nobody wants to do this. I'll do it. I want to be the first. Right. And to be that example for others, especially those who might look up to me. Right. Because I don't care who you are. You know, if you're if you're wise enough to just have some. Have the knowledge to understand some of the basic things we're saying. Somebody looks up to you. You don't even realize it. Somebody looks up to you. Somebody watches you and they might never tell you that. They might never say that to you, but you shouldn't have to wait for them to say it to you to do what is necessary, to leave an example for them, to be the role model that God actually calls us to be, right? Even Paul says, imitate me as I follow Christ, follow f- follow what I'm doing, but only in as much as I'm doing what the work of God is about, right? So you know, I, I think about, uh, I have some questions here, right? What jobs that no one else wants to do are you willing to do, mm. right? Uh, can, can you do it without grumbling and complaining? <laughs> There's one thing to be like, oh, I, you know, I got to do it. I know, I, I know this is the right thing to do. I know this is the Christian thing to do. I know God wants me to do it, <laughs> yeah. you know? But the Bible says, so that we might shine as children of light, of ch- true children of God, do all that you do without complaining or grumbling. Paul says this in Philippians. Right after, he says um, a verse that I think is really key here um, in Philippians chapter two. He says, "Check it." He says, "Do nothing," and I think this really explains what this verse is about—about about washing feet, right? Because remember, washing the feet is an example. Don't get caught up on, "Oh man, uh, like I gotta get the bowl out in my house and start, you know, washing people's feet." Go, go, don't go crazy with that you will be weird. Okay. Look <laughs> at the whole new Testament and they weren't washing feet on a consistent basis after this. In fact, there's no recording after this of anybody washing anyone's feet. And it's like, hold on. What? That's weird. Why? Cause they understood exactly what it meant that he wasn't talking literal. It was an example, right? And it might be literal for his time, but the point was it was an example. And, and so again, in that example, that Christ left. What examples can, can we think of today? Paul says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, meaning pride. You're puffed up and you, you're doing it so others can look at you. You're doing it so others can approve of what you do, right? Paul says, I, I, I can no longer be a servant of Christ if I'm seeking the approval of men. I can't actually serve God. I will be illegitimate. I cannot do it, right? And so don't do it out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, in lowliness, count others more significant than yourself. That's difficult. That's difficult to see others as not simply your equal. Look, look, people want to talk that all around, and yet we don't really live it, right? Oh, yeah, everybody's equal, this, that, and the third. The Bible actually calls us to something even more refined, more perfect, more holy. Count others more significant than yourselves, not just equal. Mm. (laughs) Not just equal, count them as more significant. And this is how you're going to be able to do what Christ did for us, to lay down your life for others. People don't want to hear that. Lay down your life for others, right? Again, John is uh, writing this um, in in John chapter 13. He says later in, in 1 John, right, that. We ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. By this, we know love that in 1 John 3.16, interesting verse because it kind of parallels uh, John 3.16, right? Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him uh, would never perish but have eternal life. John again says in First John 3.16, by this, we know love by this, how by this, that he laid down his life for us. Jesus said No greater love does a man have for his friends than that he lays down his life for them. You're not going to find any other religion, any other God, any other Buddha that's willing to lay down their life for you. Facts. Check it. No one paid the price for you like Jesus did. No one could. No one was willing. No one volunteered. Jesus volunteered. Jesus was first in command and he became the lowest on the totem pole, the lowest in command for you. That's love. That's power. That's authority and willing to put aside position. There's so many people right now in positions of authority, not willing to put aside their position. And you can see the pride all over it. It's actually it's despicable. You know, the Bible says uh, uh, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that's why a lot of proud people who have a lot of positional authority have no relationship with God, have no peace with God, have no inner chamber of the holy of holies within them. Man, so (laughs) he said, man, I'm in it right now. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers and sisters in Christ. We ought to do that too. And so Paul, likewise, is saying back to Philippians, in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests. Stop looking to your own interests. Stop looking at about. I'm learning this as a husband. Stop thinking about just what I'm going to eat for breakfast. Think about what my wife's going to (laughs) eat. Right. Something that simple. Think about what my daughter's going to eat. Why are you talking so
0: loud, bro? (laughs)
2: Yeah, right. It's facts though. We got to think about this on a, like, there's things in our life that are going to come up like, uh, like, uh, you know, once every Sunday, once in a while, that, that moment of opportunity to shine for Christ where you can serve. But I want to think about those consistent opportunities of service. And there's no better place than where you wake up and go to sleep at every day, whether you're living under a household with your parents, whether you're living with a significant other, whether you're living alone, but you still have relationships with all types of people in the world. Think about how you can serve on a consistent basis without complaining, without grumbling. Right. And he says, look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have, look at it, look at. It. If you want to know what God's mind is about, he says it right here. You want to know what God's will is? People get stuck on this, right? What is God's will for my life? It's right here. Verse 5, Philippians chapter 2. Have this mind of humility about putting others first among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Meaning this is the mind of Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, he was God incarnate. He did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. He emptied himself. The Greek word there, kanao, to empty yourself. It's a self-emptying. It's a self-forgetfulness, right? We got to learn how to forget about ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's humility, right? Humility doesn't mean thinking, I've heard it said like this, humility doesn't mean thinking less of yourself, but thinking less about yourself, (laughs) I would say it's both. You need to think less. Of we all need to think a whole lot less of ourselves. We think too much of ourselves in the world. In Christ, we are worth the blood of Christ. If it, that's where you should think highly of yourself, but oftentimes in the world, right? We think, you know, we think in the uh, of in our own pride and conceit and ego, and uh, you know, I don't condone that. And so he says, "This is the he though he was in the form of God, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant." A servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The disciples were obedient up until the cross. Hmm. God forgave them. And remember what Jesus said to Peter, when you return, go and strengthen your brothers. This was in the moment of Peter saying, I'll never betray you. Lord, I'm always going to be there for you, even to death. And, and, and then the the popo show up, and he's like, skirt. Wow. <laughs> he was actually warming himself by the fire that the people who had captured Jesus were warming themselves at. Crazy. He was there, though. The other disciples were out. John was there. John and Peter were the only ones who were there. But then eventually, um, if you look at the script, Peter eventually dipped out. Look Jesus straight in the eye when he uh, betrayed him three times saying, I don't know this man. I don't know who he is. <laughs> well, how many times we do that in our ego, in our flesh? <laughs> like we're saying that by how we're living. I don't know God. I don't, I don't know his commands. You, we conveniently forget. <laughs> we got to empty ourselves. Forget about yourself rather than forgetting about God and what he's done for you.
0: Amen, bro. And um, Daryl, I'll let you, um, as we close, take it real quick after this. But, um, you know, I'm thinking back and as Trump's presidency is coming to an end, we're about to have a new president. I'm just thinking back four years ago where I was at mentally and spiritually and looking at this back to verse 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And going to verse 35 by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And bro, back then four years ago, bro, just looking at some of the conversations I was having back and forth on Facebook and just extremely negative, trying to be right in the conversation. um, I got my point of view. Someone else has their point of view and they're just never going to align and then you get verbally assaulting one another. And there's just, there's no love in it whatsoever. And just being able to look back at where I am today through knowing who I am through Christ, that if I find myself the self in those situations right now, I'm gonna love that person. And because I know who I am, Ultimately, I'm not even going to be in those situations I was in once before. And where I was at four years ago, you know, I ascribe to a lot of different things. Um, I have a sociology background. Um, There's a lot of issues in this country. But the only way, there's a lot, you can find out a lot of issues that there's a lot of things that need to be solved. But the only fruitful way, that these things are going to be resolved and we're going to see the change we want to see is if we're willing to be changed from within through Christ and truly follow his example and loving one another. Become the disciples and loving one another. And I want to challenge anybody because if you're watching this right now, if you go on Facebook right after this, you're probably going to be able to find some sticky conversations and you're going to see some things that feel offensive to you i'm challenging you to follow the example of our lord and savior and to serve those who offend you mm. serve those you feel would betray you betray you truly allow the world to know that you are a Christ's disciple by loving one another
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and so um, it's actually interesting that you said that um, I've been sitting here the last five minutes um, Brandon had said something that really kind of resonated with me right doing things for others without complaining though right because <laughs> we can we can go ahead and do things right but still have an attitude and um, you know I see you kind of just, you know this reflected back, you know, four years ago. All right. And I kind of just think about where I was four years ago. And um, anyone that knew me in Austin, Austin know Austin knows me best, right? Um, I mean, bull, I used to complain about everything. Seriously. Um I I, I was just sitting here thinking, I remember on a car ride home, all right. I was getting a ride home. We were just leaving, um, you know, having a guy's night out and i sat in the back seat from where we left until we dropped austin off complaining the entire time because i didn't get dropped off first and i'm sitting back there trying to make every i mean bro, austin you remember it, bro, I remember <laughs> bro. <laughs> I, i'm making every excuse in the book it doesn't make sense like you can you know i'm closer i'm this i'm that um uh y- y- literally i mean the entire ride complaining right not even listen i wasn't driving it wasn't my gas that was being spent i'm in i'm in a free ride right but i'm still complaining right and so it just you know it just makes me think right we gotta stop complaining. What are you complaining about? It's not that bad. You know, there's a like you said, Austin, there's there's a lot going on, you know. Um, and just real quick, I remember um about a month or month or so ago, um, I was going to get gas and um I ran into someone, I guess, who was just having a bad day. And um you know, so I pull into the gas station, and they actually wound up pulling in behind me. Um, and so they got out the car, and they were just very upset with me, right? And I, and I believe it was because of just of my well, maybe my skin color, um, or maybe they were just having a a bad day. And I could just see the hatred, you know, coming from this person, right? And they wanted me to react a certain way. And in that moment, right? Because four years ago. <laughs> matter of fact maybe a, a year ago right um, I would have reacted a complete different way right but when I seen the hatred coming towards me I realized there was only one way to combat it and that was with love and that <laughs> that's a different type of love right God is that love right that's that that's only love that comes from him. And so, you know, I just want to encourage someone right now. You know, although again, there's a lot of hatred going on in the world and around us, right? We have to love one another, and we have to serve each other, right? Serve each other's interests, right? Is, is it what can what can I? I mean, when when I when I when I when I leave here today, um, I'm I'm about to go. You know, what can I do for my my girlfriend, I call her my sister in Christ. What can I do for you? Right, you just got off work. What can I do for you? Right? It's crazy because immediately I'm thinking like, oh, I need food. What are we gonna do for food? What are you making for dinner? Right? Um, But no. Yeah,
0: how'd you <laughs> okay. how'd you um what'd you do for that person in that situation? Like
1: uh, oh that 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 person that was um and again this, I mean this this man actually cussed me out um and I actually offered to pray for him pray with him right. And um, I called him my brother um, and he was offended. And he said, I'm not your effing brother. And I told him, uh, you are my brother. You're my brother in Christ. And it was crazy because although he was so mad, right? And I mean, this guy wanted to to do something violent to me, right? He could when I hit him with when I when I when I hit him with love, true, genuine love, I mean, even the gas intended was just like, What is going on here? <laughs> you know. And so it just goes to it just goes to show you that with love, I mean, we can overcome anything, right? But combating hatred with hatred, <laughs> it's only gonna spew more hatred, right? We gotta love. And so again, I you know. Um, and I, I immediately got in the car and I remember I was, I was, you know, I was very emotional, um, very emotional. I remember, I think I called you first, bro. Um, I mean, it just shook me to the core because <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, again, all glory to God, but I just knew that the old Daryl was gone in this new Daryl, right. Who, um, who's been reborn, um, who, who has, who's been called to serve, right. You know, uh, Brandon highlighted it, uh, that, that verse 35 by this, by this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, I mean, that felt different that, that, that felt different. So again, you know, I just, um, I just encourage, um, someone who's listening right now. So let's go out in the world and let's love on on one another. Right? Let's be that change, right? Austin, you said it. You you said it. The change starts with us, starts within. We have to be that change. So, yeah. yeah.
0: You wanna close us out, B?
2: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we just come into your presence, Lord God. You are the great I am, the one who exists in all places at all times. Lord, where can we go from your spirit, whether the depths of the earth or the heights of heaven, Lord, there you are. And so, Lord, we just want to acknowledge Your presence and thank You for the blood of Jesus. Lord, You ask, do You know what I have done to You? Do You know? And Lord, I'm just beginning to know. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm really just beginning to know and understand what you've done. And I think as we understand more and more, God, it will bring us into a greater and greater humility in you. Just like the woman in Luke seven, who was a prostitute, was filthy by the world's standards. And yet you loved her and she wept at your feet. She wiped your feet with her hair and she cried and poured out her soul before you because she knew what you had done for her. I wanna know like that again and again and again, Lord, to always be humbled at your feet, just as you're at my feet, to remember you're the one who washes me. You're the one who cleans me. No matter how filthy I am, no matter how blackened and and, and dirtied my soul is my feet are my heart is you can cleanse me you have the power you have the authority and your word carries weight and so lord bring us lord uh, bring us into that greater humility with you father i pray that you awaken us to truth awaken us to that i pray that you would search out, even myself and those who are listening right now, search out the inner motives, the inner agendas inside of us that are driving us to do one thing or the other and bring about the perfect restoration that is in the Word of God, that is in the will of God through Messiah Jesus, that we would abide in you and so be filled with your joy, as we abide in your love. So Father, awaken us by your Holy Spirit who convicts us and show us the way. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Father. We worship you, we honor you, and we give you thanks, Lord. And we do all these things in Jesus' mighty name,
0: amen. 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 Well, that's it. That's another episode of Boss Bible Study. Remember, y'all, you can't be a boss without servitude. We're looking forward to next week. Remember, it's never too late to boss up. God bless.
2: God bless.